Welcome to Chosen, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel Watch Through podcast. I am the watcher of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my Slayer through her first ever journey of Buffy and Angel. My name is Mel B, and I am joined by a very engaged Slayer this week, a Slayer who is intent on her studies and watching what other Slayers who have come before her have done. I am with Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Mel. That was weird. <laughs> That's different. I just, I just went with what felt natural. Oh, well, good for you. Congratulations I wasn't on that. on a British accent. <laughs> eh, don't do that. Oh, anyway. I was about to do a Cockney one just to annoy Please you. Please don't. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Anywho, Anyways. how's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Still, still locked up. So, you know, <laughs> goody. Yep, I'm right there beside you. I've just... You know, I've started to get comfortable in this life. I have a, I have a routine. My, yeah. my cats adore me, and I'm worried that when I go back to work, they'll be really sad. <laughs> Actually, they'll probably be like, "Good, she's gone. Thank goodness." Well, the first week I was here, Zara was really put out. Mm-hmm. She did not know what was going on. She didn't want to talk to me. She kind of like kept her distance. Um, she was social distancing. She was paying attention to things. Since then, she's been good. And the thing I was worried is she'll get too comfortable and she'll be on me while I was trying to work and things. But she seems to understand when I'm working, I don't want her around. But, like, as soon as I finish work, I go sit on the lounge and, Mal, yes, you can have pats. (laughs) But they provide hours of just side-eye entertainment. Like, lately in the mornings, these beautiful parrots have been coming onto our balcony. So I've been mm-hmm. keeping the cats in because otherwise they try to hunt them. But now the parrots know the cats are there, so the parrots are teasing them and the cats are there going, like, you're not going to attract a parrot. It's not going to walk into the house into your mouth, cat. Are you sure that's not how it works? <laughs> oh, it's so funny to watch them. But um, one day they both got really agitated and both cats ended up sleeping on the lounge with their backs to the door. <laughs> Like, nope, we're not paying attention to you, birds. We know you're teasing. We can't (laughs) get to you. You guys are funny. But, yeah, they've just been providing so much entertainment in that area. I bet. Sounds fun. (laughs) Yeah. But how about you? How's working going? Is it still productive till 11 a.m.? Uh, more or less, (laughs) yeah. It's about how it's going. (laughs) I get a lot of work done, and then I get significantly less work done, so... You know, your your colleague is very distracting. He is. Um, <laughs> we actually designed our wedding invitations today. We double teamed oh. it, so that was good. It's very exciting. <laughs> yep, that's one of my errands today is to go to the post office and send your gift. Oh, yay! <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. Depending how expensive it's going to be to send, I'm a bit okay. broken well, to a payday. But, you know, we'll hopefully it, it can go today. Okay. If not, it goes it goes next Saturday. Gotcha. So, yeah, hopefully three months is enough in the current climate to get it to. Well, we'll see. <laughs> if not, you'll have a really nice set of knives that you can put up somewhere with all your other wedding stuff. Will do. Have <laughs> used, but, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, but yeah, all right, well. 
Let's. I my fingers still crossed that everything will be lifted by August for you. I hope so. <laughs> um, either way, we're getting married on that day, and we'll just move the reception to whenever. So yeah. Yep. Yep. If you if you move it to a year from then, I could probably make it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will put. I will put a note down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um. Anyway, as much as your wedding is very exciting mm-hmm. and um. Great, we are here to talk about Buffy. Are you sure? 99.99% sure. That's that's good enough for me. This is a Buffy podcast. Mm. (laughs) Sounds made up, but okay. (laughs) So we open in Frankfurt, Germany this week. Yeah, because we don't know what's going on with people in black robes chasing young women and then stabbing them. So, okay. Um, But the girl this week was actually, she almost got away. She was so close. I'm actually disappointed in her. Like, she, you, five more steps. Just take those five steps, be in the crowd. She took a breath while she was in the doorway. I was like, well, there's no, you made your mistake. Don't breathe. Just keep going. Keep moving. She had some nice pink hair, though. I did enjoy that. She... Didn't do too bad at defending herself. She actually was getting some hits in and kicked a guy, yeah. but then she got stabbed in the leg, I guess. Or in the lower body. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because we didn't really yeah. see it, because she had blocked yeah. someone's stab with... It's a whole thing. But before she goes and dies on us, she does say, from beneath you, it devours. Dun, dun, dun. Which is the theme of this week's episode. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm. Um, but Buffy wakes up screaming as Dawn is like shaking her to try to get her to wake up. So she's dreaming this. Did she dream last week's too? Or do we to assume? I don't know. Shut up. What do you I think? I hate it. I hate when you do this. Well, it would make sense because she says there's more like her Dawn out there and they're going to die. So do you think it's a real, it's a vision? I, I think she's seeing what's actually happening. So if you want to call that mm. a vision, then yes. I was like, well, mm, you're super, you're super chipper tonight. That was exciting. Thanks, Buffy, <laughs> bringing everybody down. Um, but then we get like Sunnydale, like shaking and something move, like moving under the earth and like disrupting things as a whole. It was crazy. So you're there going, this is a real quick payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get it real quick. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, and then we go to the basement of the school, and Spike is still chilling, being crazy, and talking to the rat. Yep. His best oh, friend. Oh, going to eat it. Oh, was? that Was that his plan? To eat it? Yeah. Ew. Gross. Yep. He said a whole lot of things, and I didn't really pay attention to most of them because I thought it was just uh, <laughs> random crazy chatter. So, no, he was gonna eat that rat. Uh, Angel used to eat rats. Oh right, I do remember that now. So he's <laughs> he's just trying to emulate his his daddy. Okay. Well, well, it, it worked for his daddy. It's something to eat. I don't think he's getting much down there to feed off. Yeah, I guess so. But this is a brand new school. Why do they have rats all over the place randomly? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Because it's the oh the basement is the old school. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. Well, that was a terrible decision. Yeah, it's built on the wreckage of the mm, old school. Well, 
whoever made that decision needs to have their license revoked. Anyway. Or that's how I've interpreted a lot of it. It looks just like bits of the old school. Okay. Makes sense. I agree with you. Um, But then as he goes to get the rat, the rumbling starts and he's like, not the time. I'm hardly ready. It's like, okay. (laughs) He thinks the end of the world is coming a little quicker than he anticipated. So it's really getting to him, this whole soul thing. It's really screwing him up. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Buffy, Dawn, and Xander driving to the school. And even though Buffy isn't Dawn's mom, Dawn totally acts like she is. She's like, you're not allowed to talk to my friends. You're not allowed to, like, acknowledge that it, I exist. Because I don't to you. Mm. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I think they should... She- Buffy, Buffy is so uncool and lame. Like, why would Dawn want her hey, around? Dawn, Dawn needs to stop and be like, hey, I have a cool <laughs> sister that beats up vampires. So, just saying. <laughs> but Xander goes on this whole long rant of all the other things that Hellmouth High has to worry about. Like, teenage pregnancy and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And he's like, and the fact that the apocalypse could probably start there. What could those kids possibly have to talk to you about, Buffy? <laughs> Yep, nothing. <laughs> yep, and clearly. <laughs> oh, and Don also says something about uh, Buffy being the one that dates monsters, and she's like, "Excuse me, weren't you the one making out with a uh, teenage vampire last year?" Mm-hmm, that's what I thought. It's like, oh, Burn. snap. Um, <laughs> but Xander's like, I don't really know how to get back into the dating scene because I'm kind of lame. I bounced back to being a dateless loser after my fiancé bounced back to being a vengeance demon. Who's really winning here? Ouch. <laughs> uh, I love Xander and Buffy friendship hour, because they're kind of the best. Yeah. Since Willow's not I'm around. really, I'm really enjoying their friendship this season already. Mm-hmm. Oh. It, Contracting it's goodness. It's just perfection. Got me. Oh, he that pulled, is so he good. Pulled me I, I feel that way. There. Yeah, I feel that way. Sometimes I see something, I'm like, mmm, insurance goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do, you weirdo. Um, anyway, <laughs> and so the the reason that Dawn gives for Buffy not to talk to her friends is the whole vampire kissy-kissy thing. So, you know, <laughs> no big deal. Um, we have Buffy talking to the principal, Principal Wood. Um... And he's just like, yeah, this is your desk. And I'm hoping students will start to come and talk to you when they need somebody instead of us having to send them to you. And she goes, can I give detention? (laughs) He's like, I guess so. But don't try to be their friend, because once you do that, they'll eat you alive. And she goes, you heard about Principal Flutie, didn't you? (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) Nothing. Um, but apparently the only thing that children understand is the boot, the bat, and the bassinata, which is yeah. apparently like a billy club. Yep. <laughs> he made the joke and then he looks so disappointed that it didn't land. <laughs> but then oh, Buffy's Buffy. like, oh, I know what that is. I just didn't. Basically, she's like, I know what that is. I just didn't think it was funny. <laughs> but okay. Yep. But apparently she's going to... You're a bit lame, Principal Wood. Yeah. But we find out that he did not hire Buffy because of her sparkling personality. She's just got 
she she seems to understand how things go here, so she might be able to help the students. But he goes, is there something about you other than your record that I should know? And I was like, you probably shouldn't tell him that you're a slayer that kills demons and the like. Probably keep that out of the conversation. Yeah, just just keep that on the down line. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets two kids being sent to him for first thing in the morning and he's like I'll be in my office she's like I'm gonna go make sure this school is schooly enough okay but she goes looking for Spike doesn't find yep. him though he's he's split filled um and then we have a flashback to England and Willow watching the rain well I'm not sure if it's a flashback it's a flash over flash over did I say flashback my bad yeah I, I meant flash over or I meant just changing anyway um we go to willow watching the rain in england and giles is like well your taxi's here so willow is going back to sunnydale but she's not quite sure she wants to she's kind of like what if they don't like me anymore basically Mm -hmm. willow yeah and giles is like you know you have to go back and at least try. And if they hold it against you, they hold it against you, but you still have to go. And I understand that. She has to face whatever it is that is going on over there, especially with the hell mouth opening back up or whatever. She has to be a bigger, badder, badass than anything that comes out of the hell mouth, basically. <laughs> but personally, I think I think they'll still be her friends because it isn't. Yeah, you think they gotta accept her back, right? Well, it isn't the first time one mm. of them tried to kill the rest of them. No big deal. This is how it goes in the Scoobies sometimes. Um. Yeah, but Giles is very Definitely part of the course. Yeah, Giles is very encouraging. He was like, "I believe in you. You can do it." Basically, but in a British way and not as excited as I made it sound. <laughs> you know me. Um, we have Sunnydale at night, and a woman is walking her doggo, a very good doggo, and um, mm-hmm. something sucks it into the ground and tries to drag her down with it, and she goes mm-hmm. running and runs into Xander, and he's like, yep. are you okay? She goes, something just tried to eat me. <laughs> so he takes her to Buffy's mm-hmm. house. And she's just like, she tells the whole story, and she's like, you hear things living in this town in Sunnydale, but but no one actually believes them. You'd have to be crazy. I was like, well, lucky for you, <laughs> we're all crazy here, so no big deal. Yeah, lucky for you, you found the crazy ones. Yeah. Um, Xander um, is so not cool and so does not impress this girl by saying... Good, it's it's a good night for you, aside from your dog being eaten. Oh. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth, Mr. Harris. Oh, I, just, I just love Sander. Anyway, um, so Don's like, should we get the gang together? And uh, they're like, the gang's here. This is all we got. But then Spike is there wanting to help. He cut his hair, put on an actual shirt. New clothing, better hair, not so much with the crazy. 
Um, but apparently Buffy likes it, but wants to know what the heck he wants and why he's here. He's like, can I say I'm not a fan of his sweater? No, the blue, the blue tight, tight thing. I like it. it's a perfectly fine sweater. It's just not spy. Really? What he sh- it should have been is. like what a, a leather vest? What are you, what are you thinking? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Let's just go with that. No, no. He's he, it, it's it's fine. It's just. Usually he just wears, like, a tight black T-shirt with one of his button-downs over the top. He's trying to be Angel, okay? Angel doesn't wear sweaters. Uh, well, I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where this ends. <laughs> anyway. Okay, point is, he's in a, he is in a very nice blue sweater, looking very unspike-like. Mm-hmm. He's very much a different spike. Because she even says that. <laughs> she goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um... But Xander, he goes, can we have a, a private chat? And he go, and Xander goes, I'd prefer that you're in here with all the weapons. Hmm. This poor girl needs to get out and just leave. She doesn't want or need to be involved in this whole thing, but she sticks around. Nope. Um, but the, uh, Buffy and Spike leave the room and she goes, do not start with I'm sorry. He goes, I'm not here to atone. And I love the use of the word atone. Aww. It's not used <laughs> enough, is what I'm saying. Um, and he's just like, I think I can help. Like, we're kind of involved in a whole bunch of crazy that's coming. And um, there's nothing really wrong with me that I can't help you. She goes, everything about you is wrong. Ouch. She goes, but I understand that you could help me. I was like, oh, well, that wasn't the way to handle that part. But Okay. Um, but they decide that Buffy and Spike are going to patrol, Don's going to stay home, and Xander's going to take this girl home. Um, Mm. she asks if they should call the police, and it's like, would the police believe you? It's my question. (laughs) Um, and she asks Xander if his girlfriend is always this commanding, and he's like, who? Who are you talking about? And has to explain that Buffy is his girl who's a friend, but not his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I just love that as they're all leaving, Dawn goes over to Spike. He's like, do you sleep? He's like, yeah. I love like, everything about Dawn in this yeah, scene. Because if you ever harm or touch Buffy, I'll put you set you on fire while you sleep. Yeah, she basically <laughs> said, you'll wake up on fire. And he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> She also does say that she'll be command central, so everyone check in with me. Okay, I'll be her doing my homework, but the other one sounded cooler. <laughs> but yeah, Dawn had the sass and the threat, and I was here for everything. Dawnie's growing up. Mm-hmm. Think about how different she was when we met her at the start of season five. When she didn't this, exist this before that. little 14-year-old. You know. Yeah, I remember that. You're like, what? Huh? And you tried to play it off like, she's always been there. I'm like, ah, uh, no. False. <laughs> Anyway, clearly, clearly Buffy has always had a sister, but you weren't paying attention. You're the worst. Anyway, we have uh, Buffy and Spike patrolling, and he is like, and when did your sister get unbelievably scary? (laughs) The fact that he's scared of her is my favorite part. He also claims that the manifest spirits in the school are the reason he was being crazy. Eh, Yeah, uh, liar. But okay. Um, but 
he's like, you're being awfully quiet. And it's like, Buffy feels hella weird about being out here after you tried to rape her. So, you know. Just just quickly, you said a very dismissive of Spike's explanation for his craziness. You think that it's real? What, his craziness or his explanation? His, ex- his explanation. Why do you think he's crazy? Because of the soul. It's driving him insane. Like, thing, like, at the end of the episode, we get the explanation that things are telling him to go to hell. Like, constantly. Hmm. You believe that it's part of his psychosis, these manifest spirits? He didn't tell her about the... He didn't tell her about the spirits that were talking to him, though. No, he didn't. Which is um, a problem on his part, but okay. Yeah. Go off, I guess, (laughs) Spike. Don't tell Buffy things that she needs to know when things are about to go down. You want to be, like, her boyfriend, but you're not going to tell her important things? Okay, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But anyway, (gasps) so Spike uh, says he's not going to apologize for what he did, but he's changing. And he's not apologizing because he knows it won't make it better. He's like, you know. Right. I can't apologize. Yeah. It's not going to fix it. He said, I've changed. She goes, I believe you. He goes, well, that's something. (laughs) And And then she says, I just don't know what you changed into. And I go, I'll tell you. He's Angel now. He turned into Angel. That's all. That's all. That's all I got here. <laughs> um, but apparently they aren't besties anymore, so Spike can't tell her about the soul. So that sucks. Um, but he's like, eh, there's... Because they run across this like big hole in the ground, and he was like, there's some slime down there, but whatever was there is gone now. So <laughs> see ya when I see ya. Oh, there was a handing over of the flashlight, and she had a flashback <laughs> of the uh, the scene in the bathroom. bathroom. So, yeah. And the th- okay, <laughs> I have some problems with Spike now because he goes, "I understand you being skittish." I was like, "Oh, you understand that she's skittish after you tried to rape her?" That's very dismissive mm. of how she's handling the trauma of that. Yep. Ugh, it bothered me a lot. Mm. Anyway, moving on before I just go off on a tirade. Don't need that. Um, Nancy. Well, we go over to Nancy and Xander. Yeah, yep. who are hitting it off, actually. Because nice. she's like, well, thanks for everything. And then she goes, that was super lame of me. And she goes, maybe I could give you a call sometime. And he goes, just to check in. She goes... No, actually, I'm hitting on you. And he goes, even better, I'm very listed. And she (laughs) says, I'm very pushy, so that works out. (laughs) So they're having this conversation and kind of flirty, flirty. But then um, the the worm is there and chases them and uh, pops out of the ground. Yep, chases them down the hallway of the apartment complex Mm -hmm. and they are talking after it leaves and she's just like i don't think i could take any more of this and they start talking about the fact that her ex-boyfriend ronnie uh would have thought this was hilarious and ronnie Hmm. is apparently an abusive a-hole that she wished would go away he goes, and Xander goes, hmm. wish, huh? 
and it, it flashes to uh, Anya having a conversation with a girl at the bronze about how her ex is uh, that cheated on her is spineless. So that's good. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Um, so that's where the gang all con- um, convened. Yes. Oh, and... With Spike. <laughs> yes. Well, the girl also did say, and you know what I wish... And he's like, oh, God, do I want to. <laughs> Apparently, the, she wishes the guy didn't have a spine. And Anya's like, that I can do. That I can do. Yeah. And her exclamation, her exclamation for when Xander shows up is, oh, penis. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. Still still, still not 100% on with how humans react to things. Yeah. But she's getting there. That's, that's all right. Um, she tries. Yes, she did. And so Xander's like, hey, Anya, did you turn this nice lady's ex into a worm monster? She goes, ha, yes. <laughs> a slugoth demon. You wish it, I dish it. I thought we were clear. I didn't expect you to go all narc on me. I love that. I love it too. Um, so they bring up all of the drama about how Spike slept with Anya, but Anya was dating Xander, and Buffy slept with Spike, but they uh, were never serious. And then she goes, is there anybody here who hasn't slept together? And <laughs> the look between Spike and Xander killed me. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, people pair them so hard. Oh yeah, I could see the ship. I could see the see the ship working out real good. Um, but because Spike tries to grab Anya, and he's like, you know, we're both demons, so I understand what's going on here. So we need to go fix this. And she goes, I can see you. She goes, How did you get it? And Buffy's like, get what? And he goes, Anya, I'm going to need you to stop. And she goes, no, I'm serious. How did you get it? How did you pull it off? And he goes, Anya, please stop. And she keeps badgering him and almost spills it. And he straight punches her in the face. To get her to shut up. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about Angel punching her. I mean, Angel Spike punching her. <laughs> He's like, you know what? It's your, it's your secret to tell. Yeah, but... But you did. But straight... And she is a demon, but she's kind of still a chick. Yeah. Straight punching her in the face and then, like, getting on top of her while she's on the ground and also punching her in the face is problematic. Yeah. Yeah, a bit overkill. And she's like, I am so gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and, uh, so he, va- he vamp faces, she demon faces, and Buffy's like, you haven't changed. She goes, right you are, love, I haven't changed. So let's fight. This is the first contact we've had since you know what. And that was that was a problematic thing to say. Yep. And the everybody in the bronze was just standing around watching all of this happen. I don't yep, understand. Nancy runs off. Yeah. Nancy's like, I'm out her. of here. Um, and Xander's like, Buffy, you have to go protect her. I'll take care of whatever this is and try to get Anya to change that dude back. But you gotta go protect her. And so she's running and the you know, worm is chasing after her and Buffy's following her on the rooftops and Spike's following Buffy and it's a whole thing. Um and 
Anya and Xander. Xander's trying to convince Anya to change this guy back. And she's just like, you know, I have a whole bunch of friends and a whole bunch of a lot of stuff. Until you left me at the altar, he goes, eventually you're going to have to stop using that. Which is true. Yes. You can't use that as an excuse for her bad behavior forever. Yes. Um, but I'm not sure how long she's supposed to be allowed to use it. Part of me is like, the second you use it as an excuse to hurt other people who weren't involved, yeah, you can't use it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so we have uh, Worm out of the ground. Nancy falls over because, of course, Buffy's like, uh, tries to like, does she try to punch it or she just lets Spike deal with it? One of the two. But Spike mm-hmm. has like this um, pipe and he hits it and he goes to stab it. But as he goes to stab it, oh, he also calls himself Big Bad, by the way. <laughs> yep, he does that. Big Bad's back, and he's looking for a little death. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> a little, little much. You calm down there, Spike. But he goes to stab it with the um, pipe, and at that point, Anya does her magic and turns him back into a guy. So he stabs this guy in the shoulder, upper chest Whoops. area. And, yep. and his chip activates. Oh, yeah. It's painful. And his soul doesn't take, doesn't uh, let him feel good about it either. Yep. Yep, he starts talking crazy and... Um, starts, like, yelling at himself? Yep. <laughs> so Buffy calls the paramedics for Ronnie. And Spike says, from beneath you it devours and runs off. And I was like, oh, oh, Okay. Apparently, this is a thing that we're going to have to deal with now. Um, But apparently, this guy's going into shock, and I'm not sure how Nancy feels about it. Because she's just kind of sitting there watching him be in shock and naked and covered in Buffy's coat. It's a whole thing. Um, But Xander and Anya turn up, and she's like, the paramedics are on their way, but I have to go. And he's like, where are you going? And she just runs off. And Anya's just on Spike. Yeah. And Anya's just like she she legit looks like a mid forties divorcee in her outfit, and I don't know why that's what it made me think of. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe her hair. I have no idea. Anyway. Um but um Nancy's like to Anya, she's like, You, you did this. What are you? Hmm. That's the question everybody's asking. I forget what happens. Does something happen? Does she say something? To, wait. Does Anya say something? Oh, Anya, no, no. Oh, she says um, that she's going to be in trouble for this. Oh, yeah. Well, she, yeah. She doesn't have many friends. Uh, Halfrick is all over her case. Her boss isn't very happy with her work. It's going to be a whole thing. Um, Mm. So, Spike runs to a church random and weird but okay and Buffy goes in there and is looking for him and he took his shirt off and he's like the costume didn't work and she goes what did you do and like goes to touch him he goes no touching no more touching am I flesh to you and it gets it gets super weird like he's like yeah, of course, um, something about flesh and the girl wants to, like, 
service the girl and the it's a, it bleh, hmm. made me I'm very uncomfortable. But she's yeah. just like because he goes to take off his pants and then like she tries to stop him and then he like chokes her and then she has to like throw him. Mm. And he's like, yeah, he's like, girl doesn't want to be serviced because there's no spark. And she just goes, uh, I love. Go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, I, I just love this scene. It's like so uncomfortable, but so emotional. But yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah, he he's like, girl doesn't want to be serviced. Sorry. <laughs> it just ugh, gross. Um, mm. And Buffy goes, Spike, have you lost your mind? He goes, well, yes. Where have you been all night? <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Super valid. Um, so he goes on to talk about how um, he had a piece of him missing and that's why she didn't want him because there was no spark. And she goes, what are you saying? And he goes, I can't, I can't not with you looking. So he goes into the shadows. Do you have his whole little speech? Because I didn't write it down. I have his speech. Go ahead. It's, I think they were dreams so weak. Did you make me weak? Thinking of you holding myself and spilling useless buckets of salt all over you, you, over your ending. Angel, he should have warned me. He makes a good show of forgetting, but it's here in me all the time. The spark. I want to give you what you deserve and I got it. They put the spark in me and now all it does is burn. And Buffy says your soul and he replies a bit worse for lack of use. And she goes, why, why would you? And he does the whole, it, I wanted to give you what you deserve, blah, 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 the whole thing. Mm. And then he goes and lays himself over the cross. Oh. He's like, can we sleep now? I know. So, okay. He really does love her despite all evidence to the contrary. And that is the only reason that he would even attempt to do what he did. Hmm. And I'm not sure how Buffy really feels about the whole situation because we really didn't get much of her talking about it. Mm. She just had her being shocked. Shocked face. Um, so he, yeah, straight up leans against the cross and starts to burn. He goes, can we rest now, Buffy? Can we rest now? And scene. Mm. Whew. Whew. I. Wow. The whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole... That's, like, a really heavy ending. It is. It was, like... Are we just gonna have heavy heavy endings from now until the end of the series? Because I don't know if I can emotionally handle it. (laughs) You gonna get emotionally worn out? You gonna cry? Because last week we had him, you know, hallucinating all those people talk... Well, quote-unquote, hallucinating all those people that were talking to him. And now Mm. we have him being like, I'm gonna burn myself on this cross... Because I have a soul now, but I'm still a vampire, and why don't you love me, basically? Mm. Yeah, so I don't know if I can emotionally handle this whole thing. So, thanks for that. <laughs> right, are you um, ready for a little bit of trivia? I'm not going to continuity, because there's just so many, like, this is a callback to that. This is a callback to this. It's like, eh. Um... So the techno music playing at the start with the German girl, um, the rough translation of what the voice is saying is from the depth it devours. Okay. Yep. Hmm. So 
So we've heard this a few times. Do you think it was just the worm or what? Where are you? Well, we know it's not just the worm. Where's it going? It's going to the master. We'll talk about that in my next week's prediction. Oh, okay. Um, so international titles. You don't deserve me. What? Beneath you. <laughs> Sorry, that's, oh, that's funny. <laughs> beneath the surface, interior demons, Ooh. the monster from beneath, beneath. In depth, beneath you, in the depths of the soul, that's a bit on the nose, beneath you, shameful, you don't deserve you, inside you, beneath you. Uh, who had, who had whatever the first one was that I laughed at? Dude, um, interior demons? No, the first one. Beneath the surface? No. Oh, the very f- You don't deserve me. Yeah, you don't deserve me. That's what it is. Sorry, the first one that you laughed at. Sorry, with you now. <laughs> that was the Armenians. Huh. Oh, okay, guys. St- strong showing. <laughs> and the uh, Germans, who are usually your favourite word, was the monster from beneath. Eh. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if it's a mistranslation for the Russian one, you don't deserve... Don't deserve yeah, you. I don't understand like that. It, it, like it could be right, but yeah. Hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, apparently, um, Nancy and Ronnie. It's named as the First Lady Nancy and President Ronald Reagan, and he is turned into a slugth demon. As in Nancy and Sluggo from the Nancy comic strip. No idea. There that went completely Nancy over my head. Strip. Yeah. Yeah, well, same here. But then again, I'm not um, American. Okay, <laughs> what did you rate this episode? Um, It was also a really good episode. I don't think it was as good as the first episode of the season. Um, mm. So... I gave, but it was still really good, and it had, like, all, all that stuff at the end and moving things forward, and I, so I gave it a nine and a half. I think the yeah. the the Nancy storyline kind of let it down. Yeah. Um, so that was the only thing that was... Nancy and Xander? No, just the Nancy and Ronnie. I thought it was oh, weird okay. and didn't really, f- I don't know. I didn't feel like it fit. Even though it's the basis for the worm? Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> though the worm doesn't really play that big of a part, really. It's an excuse to have them together. Yeah. Like all the other characters. Yeah. So it was really good, but not quite up to uh, episode one status. So, yeah. Nine and a half. Yep. Nine and a half. That's that's pretty good. I think I'll agree with you. Like it's a really strong episode, but yeah, the Nancy and Ronnie story in some ways is irrelevant, but it's also needed. Like they need an excuse to have them all together. Oh, so Nancy's gonna become a Scooby and is gonna date Xander now? Is that what you're telling me? You can't tell I me. I didn't say but... that. I said. Uh huh. I said mm-hmm. it's an excuse to have like all the Scoobies together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, I guess we'll see if Nancy becomes a Scooby. Um, don't we? Excuse me, not all the Scoobies were there. Willow is on a flight, so okay. All the Scoobies <laughs> who can be there, mm-hmm. all the Scoobies on the correct continent. It's not her fault. She's on the wrong continent. 
Actually, kind of. Well, it kind of <laughs> is. She did go evil mm. and had to like go into rehab in England. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, your favorite moment? Don threatening Spike. That is pretty cute. <laughs> Do you sleep? Okay, because if you ever hurt my sister, I'm gonna wake you up by setting you on fire. Okay. I just love it. Now he's like, your sister's scary. Mine, showing the difference between you and I, because you like the funny, I like the more intense. I love the church scene. Of course you do. It's just so intense and oh. My goodness. Um, And your character shout out. My character shout out's going to go to Spike. Because dude's got a lot of stuff going on. He tried to be normal Spike and help out Buffy, but he just couldn't handle it. Because he did stab a dude in the chest with a pipe. Yeah, whoops. But he was trying to say, like, it wasn't, to be fair, when he started thrusting, it was a demon. He was trying to be good. (laughs) Ain't that always the way it is? Yeah. Don't do good things, because bad things happen. Yeah. No good deed goes unpunished, is I think the, the phrase you're looking for. So true, so true. <laughs> um, oh, who's mine gonna go to? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it to. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm actually struggling Just on who to one. give it to. I'm gonna give it to Anya okay. for changing him back, for deciding to do the right thing at the end. Yeah, but is it too little, too late? To- does he die? It's her job. Like, does yeah. he die? Well, we don't know. Dang it. Anyway. <laughs> um. And what was the other thing I asked? No, that's everything. Uh, next week. No. Yes. Next. Well, yeah. I meant everything else. Next week. Our episode is same time, same place. Uh, I think we're going to have another uh, the master, to whatever it is he does, take over the world at like, what was it? It's Halloween. A bit early for Halloween, isn't I it? I have no idea. They uh, skip time. Uh, Who knows? Little, little, little bit early for Halloween. Too I bad. just checked, checked the uh, airing date. Too bad. Okay, it's Halloween. Yep. And... The and master's, the master's gonna, gonna do try what to take the, over the world. The master gonna master is what I'm saying. <laughs> mm, interesting. Well, because same time, Anything same place. Else? Like it's the, the same place that they had the harvest the last time. So might as well try it again. I thought the master was so done, but ha- I have no idea because he was kind of there in Spike's mind. So is I, I? I have many questions and no answers. Um, I was going to say, and what's going to happen with our other, like, what's going to be happening with our Scoobies and our characters? Because there's a fair few wheels in motion at the moment. What do you mean, fair few wheels in motion? Spike just revealed he had a soul. Well. Anya just, rever- Anya just reversed one of her demony spells after the last episode where she was told she has to get, like, start being tougher because she turned a guy French. Well, and, that's uh, really bad. Willow just left Giles's place. Okay, well, Willow's going to arrive back. Hooray! Um. So. Okay, so Willow's going to come back. Ta-da! Buffy 
the whole Buffy Spike thing is where I really don't know where it goes from here. Because Buffy's the kind of person that would feel she's obligated to, like, help Spike or, like, give him a chance. And I'm not even sure why I feel that way, but I just feel like that's how she operates. And she's like, well, he got his soul back for me, so might as well see where this goes. And Xander's not going to like that at all. And Anya's going to get in trouble. I'm not sure how you punish a vengeance demon, but something's going to happen there. Maybe she has to go back to hmm. apprenticing and she's like uh, Halfrick's assistant or something. She's going to be real pissed about that. That'll be interesting. There you go. <laughs> um... Alright then. Well, with that prediction out of the way, are you ready to go uh, deal with the weirdness that is Angel? Oh, I sure am. Um, we are in 1985 this week. Are we? At least to begin with. Right. We have... October 28th. Oh, okay, October. Um, We have a couple driving their young daughter to a boarding school. And apparently she's um, special in some way. It's Gwen. She's dressed all in red. She reminds me of... um, Oh. Many things. I'm like thinking that Futurama, Lobster Creature... The guy who runs Krabby Patties in Spongebob and the um, weird devil thing from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> wow, you're all over the place. Yep. Yeah, so she's all in red and like a puffy coat and like gloves. Um, so they drop her off. It's Li- uh, Lydia Thorpe's like how, like yep. a school for something or other. Um, a special school. Right. And they're like, we're so glad we could find you and have you take our daughter off our hands because we didn't know what to do with her. Mm. And she's... They also gave a very generous mm. gift to the school. Right. They gave them lots of money so they would take her their daughter. And um, they told her to be a good girl and to remember that they love her, except they don't because they're giving you away to some school, so it's fine. Um... But apparently she's not allowed to have any physical interaction with anybody. She's not allowed to talk. She's not allowed to um, touch anybody, be around the other kids, the whole thing. So my first thought was, is she like Elsa from Frozen? I wasn't that kind of, isn't she? (laughs) Yeah, because turns out uh, this kid, like, quote unquote, drives his little... uh, mini car over there and is like are you a freak she's like her response is i don't know he goes i guess you don't look like a freak you could hold my car if you want and she so much adorable she had taken off her gloves to eat her lunch with because it was very difficult for her to do so or mittens i think i don't think they had fingers no, they're mittens. Yeah. And so she goes to take it. Lydia, Miss Lydia Thorpe is uh, sees it from across the way. It's like, no, Gwen, don't. And uh, she has a shocking touch. So she electrocutes this kid to death. 
So, it's like Elsa, well, except with electricity. I'm not sure if the kid dies, just to be clear. Um, well, when she, spoiler alert, kills Gun, she does flash back to that scene. Okay. Um, it says in the uh, notes, the boy is stretched, stretched on the ground, unconscious. Mm, he probably did. Anyway. <laughs> You're just like, he did. No matter what they say, he did. Yeah. But then we come to modern times and we're in Cordy's apartment. And yeah. apparently... Zara, do not rub up against the microphone. Apparently, Cordy's room smells like Cordelia, incense, and lemons. Lots and lots of lemons because Fred got carried away cleaning. Because um, they're going to be... Stress relief. Yeah. They're going to be... Showing the apartment because they couldn't afford to keep paying the rent, and yeah. she and she Dennis ain't happy. She goes, yeah, they do talk about Dennis, but first Fred and in my infinite love for her, she goes, you should have seen the size of the dust bunnies under Corey's bed, more like dust sperm whales. I, I love <laughs> she is adorable. Everything about her yeah but poor Phantom Dennis, he hasn't seen anything. He's just mad that they haven't brought Cordelia home yet. And apparently they called the police department eight times, but were told each time to file a missing persons report. Well, I hope they did just for the record. Mm-hmm. Hope so. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so they talk briefly about Connor and how um, he's either psychopathic or confused. I vote psychopathic, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> and Fred's like, not that I'm bitter or anything. She's super bitter about everything. Mm. Um, I don't blame her. Yeah, and she goes. She's putting uh, books in boxes, and Phantom Dennis moves some books that she had put into boxes back onto the mantle. And she goes, "God damn it, Dennis! She's not coming back." And she's like, Ouch. "I mean, she's not coming back here, like to the house." Still, that's just as bad for him. Yeah, it sucks. He, she was the only one that understood Phantom Dennis. Hmm. Um, and Fred's just like, it's kind of weird taking all her stuff. Like, what happens if you get back and your things aren't there? And Angel's like, we could keep them safe at the hotel. We got plenty of rooms. Yep. Um, and then we get Wesley fighting a demon in a basement. With, like, two guys? He's got his own uh, company. Yeah. And Angel's like, do you need help? He goes, nah, I got it. So, are they taking business away from AI? Because that's problematic. Damn. Yeah, they need all the business they can get. But I suppose Wesley needs an income, too. Yes. Um, and so they... He kills this demon. He tells his guys to, like, go find this guy that's probably in this motel somewhere. You go back to the headquarters and close out the file or whatever. <laughs> and so Angel's like, you know, everything that happened to us and everything that happened between us, like, I probably overreacted a little bit and we shouldn't let it come between us. And... Nice, nice attempt at an apology. Uh, and Wesley's like, I have what you came here for. 
you came here for information on where Cordelia is. I haven't been able to find her, but here's all this information since I did my own, uh, you know, research. Okay. He's very hopeful. Yeah, and, and he go, uh, Angel goes, you did your own investigation? He goes, I don't think she's dead. You sound chipper, sir. <laughs> um, but they talk about how he found the lair of this demon that only the dead can enter. So obviously Wesley couldn't go in there. It's the demon of the lost. And she's a pathological liar. So that's super helpful. And so she probably won't be able to tell you where Cordelia is, but she might be able to tell you where to start looking if she lets you leave at all. There's a lot of things that could and probably will go wrong. Probably. But hey, it wouldn't be Angel if he didn't try. And uh, do we know what's in an unholy fruit basket? Because I would like to know. I would also like to know. I did not have an answer. Mm. Well, that's disappointing. Anyway. So we go straight to the lair. And Angel's like, door was open. And then the door, like, seals itself behind him. He goes, well, it was. <laughs> um, and the demon's like, "You, were, I know you were lost. I know all the lost things. Do you miss the sound of the waves? Can I just say, I actually kind of like this demon's design. I don't know why. It's, it's like, so cheap. And basic, but I actually like it. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> You're taking notes mm-hmm. in psychology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. So the he asks about Cordelia, and she's like, she's far from you, champion, and needs you no longer. Boom. He's like, well, I need her, so help me out here. And um, he, she tells him that he can use this arch of something or other. Sorry that I didn't write it down. Um, um, don't worry, I'm looking for okay. what it's called. Too. So she's yeah. like, you can get this arch thing and you'll be able to maybe find her. And he goes, why should I trust you? And she goes, because I would love to keep you, but you have so much more to lose. Um, Axis of Pythia. Okay, the Axis. That is what we're going to call it. Um, so yeah, he's going to go find this Axis because kind of needs to see where Cordelia is. Um, yeah. we have a chick in red leather. Well, just quickly, Angel asks Dinza why he should trust her. And she goes, because I'd love to keep you, but you have so much more to oh, lose. You mean- it's so fucking creepy. Oh, you mean that thing that I said? Yes, it's okay. creepy. And we did get to talk about it because I was looking up the axis for you. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you didn't hear me because sometimes you repeat things that I've already said because you didn't hear me or if you were just reiterating. I'm, I'm, I'm ADHD, sorry. <laughs> anyway, we have a chick dressed all in red leather, super hot, walking into... Super non-subtle. Yeah. Um, walking into, I guess, a bar at a hotel. Well, it says a white tablecloth restaurant is ha- white tablecloth restaurant. I was gonna ask you, is that some American thing where it's like, oh, it's a white yeah. tablecloth restaurant? Yeah, wear something nice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, dumb, <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, um, so this is Gwen. Ta da! 
and she steals stuff on commission. She's talking to this guy who is apparently screwing her over by paying her some kind of something on something that's super duper expensive. Yeah, she's like, um, you told me it was worth this much and you were paying me that much. It's actually worth this much. And he, so you should up your price. He goes, well, it's actually on the black market and it's mystical, so it doesn't really have an inherent value. And she goes, you're screwing me. Yep. She ain't taking yeah. it. And he goes, you know, I was expecting someone a bit more professional. And I was like, <laughs> she's been given a lot of crap her whole life and she's not going to take it from you, dude. Nope. But she, he's like, yeah, just go steal the axes. Here's all the information you need. And she goes, next time. Don't screw somebody who's going to go steal something for you. And he, she steals his watch and, like, uh, zaps it. So it's broken. Yep. Just show that she can. Yep. Got to remind people of your inherent power or they mm-hmm. won't respect you. Yeah. We briefly get um, Cordelia, but we're, like, looking through her eye down onto L.A., which is weird. Yep. Um, and... Uh, Fred has this whole presentation figured out. She's talking about this axis and where it is and what it does and how flip the page. Oh, oh, and Angel's a super duper good artist and drew the axis. And she's like, how did you do that? He goes, oh, they just described it somewhere in some book and I drew it. It's no big deal. (laughs) And she flips the page and she goes... There's, uh, we can use these mystical properties to find Cordelia. And he had drawn a really good picture of Cordelia's face. And Fred's like, <laughs> Cordelia! And he turns back to Fred and he goes, Oh, baby, but I, I like your drawing too. Your little, your little ghost thing is real good. <laughs> I just... Oh, <laughs> I liked your ghost. <laughs> anyway. And they're like, well, there's all of these protections around this thing that we're going to have to try to get past. And it's on, it's in an auction house. And Fred uh, Gunn's like, if it's in an auction house, why don't we just buy it on eBay? And he's got a point. They, he goes, how much does it cost? It's like $30 million or something. And yeah. he coughs and he goes, I think my lungs have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, a hundred percent remember, but Fred calls someone bitch, and it was too much for me. <laughs> Please remind me. Did you? You haven't watched this in a while. Who she? I haven't written down who she called bitch. She said bitch, and I couldn't handle it anyway. Um. <laughs> so she's like, "I'm gonna go make a plan because we don't have time for this nonsense." Oh, she also said that she hadn't slept, and that's why she. I could only draw a ghost. Yeah, she she's she's a bit stressed. Yeah, so she's going to go make a plan, because that's what she do. And Angel calls after. He goes, I'm really strong if it helps. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and Gunn goes, that's my... Like she doesn't know. That's my girl. Large and in charge. Okay. Teensy-weensy <laughs> and in charge. He's teensy-weensy and in charge. She's the best. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, they have all these things they're going to have to get through, but Gwen's also after the same thing, so that complicates matters. 
Yeah. I'm a bit surprised that she likes the color red. Yeah, after she was dressed in red like her childhood. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe she just owns well, it. She owns the trauma. Yeah, she does talk about later that she doesn't like people calling her a freak because she's taken that word back and made it mm. her own. So maybe it's the same kind of thing. Well, we get ugh, we get Wes and Lila being all sexy all over the place, um, and they talk briefly about um, Justine and how apparently Lila is impossibly loud, <sighs> and Angel is necessary for what Lila has to do, and mm-hmm. she's like. But it did help because he kicked Connor out, and that's going to be my real ticket to the, the top of the pyramid. Yeah, because yeah, Lila knows what happened, like, with Wesley kidnapping Justine and saving Angel. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm going to befriend Connor, maybe be Mrs. Robinson. Ugh. And I'm like, ew, ew, Gross. ew, 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 Hate it. But, and he goes, I don't need to hear your, your evil plans. And she goes, yeah, it turns you on just to know that I have them. And he tells her to shut up. And she says, make me. So he goes down on her. Okay. I still hate them. So mm-hmm. anyway. Um, we go to the auction house. Gwen is cutting some wires and turning all the cameras off. Cool. And <laughs> AI just happens to be attempting this on the same night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good timing. Uh-huh. They climb over the fence and guns like, this is so much harder than it looks on Batman. I feel it. <laughs> and Angel's a lot less sophisticated than Gwen. He just like pulls all the wires and hopes for the best. Mm. And the uh, AI stops to like have a conversation. And Fred is like, Gun, you're going to go do this. Angel, you're going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. And Angel, when I turn off all the stuff, you can run in there and get the access and get out. And Gun just goes, you are so hot right now. <laughs> I love them <laughs> so freaking much. Um, and Gwen, uh, the cameras turn back on and Gwen is watching them and she goes, oh, that's not good. Yeah, nope, nope. Why, why are other people here? Having other people try to steal what you need to steal is not good for business. Mm-hmm. Um, they gun like takes out a security guard and goes to like put him in a closet, but there's like four other people in there. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we get a company and this isn't good. And so. Angel is outside of a gate that was lowered, and Gwen is suspended from the ceiling and is like, I got here first. And I put that and dibs. I put that down for a reason so that no one else could get in yeah. here and get the thing that I need to get. Because yeah. I love because Angel's just like able to like start lifting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes in and gets the thing, and she comes back out and he goes please can I have it and she goes please really and he goes I'm looking for somebody that I love and I just need to borrow it you can have it after that and he, hmm. she goes it would be about a girl two questions do you really love her he says of course he does and she goes on a scale of one to ten how exactly how stupid do you think I am 
Boom. Ouch. And that is when uh, Fred is able to, like, cut something and he's able to lift up the gate. Gun runs in there to, like, grab her. Um, And they're fighting. And she shocks him. And she shocks him. And he falls down on the ground with his eyes wide open. And I almost quit watching. <laughs> no. I, did, mm, I wrote several, several no's in my notes. Because you can't just kill Gun. You can't. I won't allow it. I mean... I'd like to argue that they can kill whoever they want whenever they want. Um, false. So... Like, the only character you need for the show of Angel is Angel. Even then, you probably could do it without him for a while. <laughs> uh, I hated... Oh, I hated that he was dead for a minute. <laughs> um, but it's okay. Gwen Gwen has conscience and saves him. Yes. he. Uh, she... It's like starting a car or something. So... Yep. Yeah, he's alive. To die, they need to get him to a hospital, so he better go. So Fred and Gun go to the hospital, and Angel has a little detour to make to check up on Connor, who is living in a like a homeless like tent community, basically. Um, and Lila is spying on him, and Angel's like comes up to her, and he's like, "Miss me?" She goes, "Only in the sense of no." He goes. I just kind of like their little interactions. Because they're not, yep. like, outright hateful at first, and they're not kissy-kissy, so I can deal with it. No. And so she's just like, he's like, the kid messed up, he knows he messed up, and this is what it takes. Yeah. And... He's going to have to have some time to think about mm -hmm. it. And he says something... She says, I know you've been out of the loop for a while, but I'm still evil. And then he tells her he ha she has an hour to do something, but I don't know what that thing mm. was. It's not in the notes, and it didn't stick out enough for me to remember. Okay. But he does say that if he ever sees her oh. within 50 yards of his kid, he's going to do a restraining order and make sure she stays away. Mm. Yep. And I can smell Wesley all over. Blech. Bye. Gross. Okay, bye. Um, so we have Gun looking at the printout of his heart beat, and he's like, it's kind of like art. This is what keeps me alive, <laughs> and it's weird to think that these little spikes are actually what keeps me going. And Fred is not having any of it. And she goes, did you take your pill? And he doesn't answer, and she goes, did you? He goes, you handed it to me. And she's just, she's, she is all kinds of over this conversation. Yep. And she goes. She loses it. Yeah, she goes, what was it like? He goes, what was what like? She goes, being dead, gone, anything interesting, white light. She says some, she references someone, but I don't know who that was. But mm -hmm. it didn't stick out for me to write it down either. Yeah, no idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the insta-girl. Yeah. Point is, she loses her nut and is going about how she was scared that she was going to be left alone and that, like, yeah. she can't deal with all this. She's tired of caring about everyone. Mm -hmm. And she breaks down and he gets up 
Uh, she goes, you died and you left me all alone. He gets up and he goes, it's going to be okay. Or he just goes, it's okay, baby. Mm. I just love them. Yeah. Um, we have. Mm. They are the cutest. They are the cutest. Um, we have Gwen showing up at the hotel that she's supposed to deliver the access to. And she is looking in the reflective part of the elevator door and then turns around and Angel's there. Or he says something, and she turns back around, looks in the mirror, and he's not there. And she goes, okay, after we kick your ass, I'm going to ask you about that. Yeah. She's curious. Um, so the electricity doesn't affect him the same way that it would, like, our regular person. And they're, you know, fighting back and forth, and they get into the elevator. And she, at one point, before they got in the elevator, said, uh, why aren't you toast? He goes, not even warm yet. And she gets on top of him in the elevator, rips his shirt open, puts both her hands on his chest, and says something like, are you warm now? And shocks him enough to where his heart starts beating. Yep, and they kiss. Uh, whoa. Slow down. Wait a minute. (laughs) What happened to Cordelia, huh? Well, his heart just started beating. It's a pretty shocking situation if you'd pardon the pun. <laughs> he still loves Cordelia. His heart starts beating. He kisses the first female he sees. Okay. I, yeah. I think it'll be a very, like, a huge rush of stuff happening. And he feels alive and it's like, oh my god, like, after 200 and something years. So, he's a, so he's not alive, but his heart beats now. No, it stops when she stops feeding electricity. Oh, 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 I guess I didn't understand that part of it. No, it's temporary. Okay. Okay, I feel much better now because I was super duper confused. Okay. To be fair, this is the second time his heart started beating. He became human uh, in season one for a day. And he's terrible at it. (laughs) Yeah, because he couldn't help Buffy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, they're in the elevator kissing, and then he's like, I gotta get out of here. Um, so, they get up to wherever, like, the penthouse, I guess, and that dude is there, and there are bars on it, and there's, like, plexiglass all around so that she can't, like, shock anything, and he's gonna fill the elevator with gases to kill her. Cause okay. Yep. Yep, it's pretty dark. And he's going to double cross well, her. Yeah, and he goes, professionals are discreet. You, young lady, are a freak. That was probably the worst cool. thing he could have said. Mm. Um, so he closes the elevator doors and it starts filling with gas. And Gwen's like, uh, Angel like pushes her down. He goes, get down to the ground. Tell me if this is where this thing is. And he, she goes, why? It doesn't matter. He goes, just tell me. If it's here. Yeah, she says it's too it's too deep for her to shock it. Yeah, well, just answer his questions. He doesn't need to breathe and you do, so don't argue with him. Yep. Um, and so he eventually does get them out of there. She was kind of passed out at one point, but um, she eventually does wake up. He's fighting these dudes. Um, and... Oh, apparently this guy and his wife had uh, tuna casserole last Thursday. We find that out mm. anyway. Yeah, he's just having, while well, this girl's dying, he's having this casual, well, girl and guy, he presumes, are dying. 
He's having a casual conversation with his yeah, wife. Yeah, no big deal. Um, but eventually, Gwen regains consciousness, and she, to this guy, is like, I don't appreciate being called a freak. That's my word. Like we talked about earlier. You take it, girl. Yeah. She takes it back and makes it something she loves about herself, more or less. She apparently got struck by lightning 14 times. Oh, yep. okay. She's a conductor. Apparently. Um, mm. So Angel's like, oh, so you're a freak. Boo, hoo, hoo. Get over it. <laughs> Basically. Yep. Um, and so he punches this dude in the face and she goes, did you at least break his nose? Because I wanted to do that. He goes, no, you were going to kill him. And she goes, <laughs> well, yeah, but still. <laughs> I just want to break his nose. Yeah. And she allows access, uh, Angel to have the access. And she goes, anyone that bad at stealing stuff must be doing it for love. She may have a point. Um, yeah. We go back to AI Fred and Gunn are standing outside the uh, Angel's room as it's glowing under the uh, the door. And Fred goes, do you think he found her? And Angel walks out of the room. Gunn looks in. He goes, yeah. They were seriously chipper. Yeah. They were in the, the lobby just kind of chilling. And they ask about mm -hmm. it. And Fred goes, was she beautiful? And he goes, there was all this light, and the light seemed to be make up, made up of pure joy. I was like, oh. Aww. And he just goes, yep. you know, all the time I was in the ocean, I thought I needed to get back home to Cordelia. And then Cordelia wasn't here, so I had to go find her to bring her home, only to find out that she is home where she is. And he, Fred, yeah. says something. He goes, it makes it easier to know that she's good where she is. <laughs> and then um, Cordelia can't stand any of this nonsense. Yep. And it's just like, are you deficient? <laughs> get me out of here. Oh, good. There's a chance she still uh, could come back. I love that little pull away. <laughs> so good. She's all by herself. Yeah. Super bored. But how did he get the, the, the sense that she was... So did he not actually talk to her? He just saw her? No, I don't her? think they actually got to talk. He saw where she was. Okay, because I was going to be like, if you had talked to her, she would have told you, like, get me out of here. Hmm. Figure out a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so there's lots of fun little production things and pop culture references and... Um, so Gwen's last name is Raiden, which refers to Reijin, uh, also known as Raiden, the god of storms and thunder from Japanese Shinto mythology. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, a line I did like, but yeah, deep dive. A line I loved, but I didn't mention it, when Angel's with Dinza and she goes, I know the location of all lost things. He goes, Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, Lila refers to herself as Mrs. Robinson. But um. Yeah, she melts the uh, Gwen melts the watch and says, "Now it's surrealism," um, which is the uh, artwork of the, all the melting clocks. 
like talk, referencing that. Um, so that's pretty cool. And um, he, oh, here's a funny one. In the 1985 flashback, Gwen is wearing a puffy old navy jacket, as indicated on by the brand name on the zipper. However, Old Navy was not founded until 1994. Yeah. Someone paid that close of attention. They did. <laughs> You can't make any mm. stupid mistakes like that. The internet never forgets, yeah. guys. And when Gwen kisses Angel, she says, nice kiss. Chances are this is the first time she's ever been able to kiss anybody. Oh, that's true and super sad. Mm. Uh, would you like some international titles? Sure. The Axis of Pythia. Cordelia, where are you? Oh, that breaks my heart. So that was the okay. French and the Germans were axis of whatever. Yep, Pythia. Okay, so you know how last week I predicted they were going to do everything they could to get Cordelia back? I wasn't wrong. No, you were not wrong. I just was not in any way right to what ground state meant. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. <laughs> Um, what did you rate it, though? Oh, it was a pretty good episode. Um, I gave it an eight and a half. Exactly the same thing nice. I gave it. It's just, yeah. We, we've got the plot moving forward, them searching for Cordelia while also having a nice self-contained episode around Gwen. I really enjoyed Gwen. I think she's good. She's a good I egg. I like her, too. I wish she stuck around. back and join AI. She's not going to. <laughs> Don't give me false hope. Well, since Nancy's becoming a Scooby, why can't Gwen become part of AI? Because I'm not that lucky. <laughs> ah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, what was your um, favorite moment? Yes. <laughs> I think my favorite moment was towards the very beginning, not the, the Gwen scene in the beginning, but the, the scene in Cordelia's um, apartment, like with just mm. Angel and uh, Fred and Gunn talking and Phantom Dennis getting all antsy about it. I don't know. I just really like that scene. Yeah. With them. Yeah. Um, that's a good scene. I actually like the elevator scene with Angel and Gwen. Like, the whole thing. The kissing, the gas, <laughs> breaking out. Yeah. I really like it. Um, and your character shout-out. My character shout-out this week is going to go to... Okay. I re I'm really torn, actually. Because... You, mm. you feel like when an episode centers around a person that's not part of the normal cast, you want to give it to them. Because it's like, hey, yeah. good job. You added to it. But then also, Fre the love of Fred's life died and then was brought back to life and she's going through some things. But mm. I've shouted out Fred more times than I care to admit. So, well, actually, I don't mind to admit it. I don't know how many times it's actually been, but we're going to go. I should go back and count sometime. Sure, you should. Uh, we'll go with Gwen, because you took back the power 
from those things that like people tried to take away from you, like the color red and being called a freak and the whole thing. Yep. Mine's also going to Gwen. Same thing. She took it all back. And I just find her a really interesting character. And at the end of the day, she does the right thing, even like for Angel, even though she could have, you know, profited and everything. She gives him the access. Mm -hmm. She's a good person deep down. Alrighty then. She she is. Would you say on a ground level? (laughs) Come on, I'm funny. I'm punny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, uh, moving on. (laughs) Next week's episode is called The House Always Wins. Okay. If this isn't what happens, I'm going to be super duper upset. Okay. So they have... Okay, so I guess they're giving up on Cordelia for whatever reason. Okay. uh, Because they think she's fine where she is. But I think, so the house always wins is a thing that they say in casinos. You know where casinos are really big? Except for like right now. Uh, Las Vegas. You know who's also in Las Vegas? Lorne. Who? He is. So I think that... They are going to go visit Lorne. I don't know what pretext they have for that. Maybe to, since they can't like, they can't really get a hold of him as well as they have in the past because he's not around. They reached him like two times since he's been gone. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go there to be like, hey, I know we told you to keep an eye out, but you don't really need to anymore because we don't really need to find Cordelia anymore. And then he's going to be like, oh, no. Like, she got to me. I just haven't been able to reach you guys yet. Like, we we need to talk. You need to save yes. her. Yes. <laughs> you need to save her from a life of, well, an extra life of boredom. An eternity of boredom. And so, someone's gonna... So, we're gonna kind of go gun route where we make a bet to try to get Cordelia back. And I think we're going Ooh, to lose. Interesting. Oh. <gasps> So we're not getting Cordy back. Alex always wins. <gasps> Shit. <laughs> oh, sorry for swearing. It's okay. Whoever said we need to swear less. We are we I are swear like swearing twice. less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have um, been trying in like yeah, everyday actually, life on, that vein, on my own. My trying to, because it's easier if I don't do it other places. That way I don't accidentally mm. do it here. Yep. Um, sorry for everybody who's hearing a weird rubbing sound. I'm trying to keep the cat off the microphone, but she very much wants to own Ooh. it. Saucy. She wants to rub her face all over I mean, it. I understand. <laughs> it, it, it's taking attention away from her. How dare That's it? That's the issue. Yeah, she's very possessive. Rude. Um... But on that same vein, uh, the website has been updated. So MM Podcast Network has the um, all the seasons of Chosen in individual posts. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. And seven will obviously join when we finish seven because I'm too lazy to just update it every week. It's just quicker to do it as one sitting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, if you want to visit our website, mmpodcastnetwork.com, I am hoping in the future – to try and get more content up there in general. There are discussions happening about another podcast, so keep your eyes, ears, whatever, peeled for that. Um, 
Yeah, if you want to contact us, our email address is mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, MMP Network, and Facebook, MM Podcast Network. If you would like to contact me, I can be found on Twitter at Mel Bickett um, or on Instagram, M underscore A underscore Bickett. Marissa, where can people find people you? People can look me up on Twitter and Instagram at Rissaroo312. If they happen to like uh, Harry Potter stuff, they can check out Tales from Godric's Hollow uh, podcast and they should rate and review us on iTunes. Don't take cursing into account when you do that. And until next <laughs> week, we will slay you later, guys.